Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Marcia McMahon. And uh, Marcia is an experienced show host and a frequent guest on radio and TV shows. We're going to be talking to, um, to Marcia about a book she wrote about, well, let's, let's let Marcy tell us about her book because it's rather intriguing. Uh, Marcy channels uh, Mother Mary. She also channels John Lennon. And she also channels Lady Diana. And, of course, Marcy, always welcome to the Exxon. Nice talking to you again after all this time. Oh, it's great to connect with you, uh, Rob. And I really appreciate your playing um, Let It Be with the Mother Mary reference there. That was perfect because I channel both Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, and, and John Lennon. And we all kind of, you know, it all blended together perfectly. So that was, you know, a brilliant choice. So, um I'm, I'm uh, featuring my book, um, Mary Magdalene Speaks, and it's about journeying back in time with Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Joseph of Arimathea, with the eyewitness accounts of the many supporters of Jeshua ben Joseph, as he was truly called, in the aura of the Divine Feminine. And um, the um, disciples join the female disciples as they come to life through past life regression, channeling and ancient fragments of the Gnostic 
and Nag Hammadi Gospels, revealing new events of Jeshua and Mary's life and new truths. If you have wondered about the possible marriage of Jesus and Mary Magdalene or their child, I reveal astounding details about his ancient bloodline and and the purpose and what is being uh, brought forth to light for today. So um, I've I had the um, uh, pleasure of um, doing my own radio program and hosting many psychics, and then uh, a lot of people that were, you know, also interested in Jesus approached me with offers to do shows and. Over the course of time, I met these extraordinary people that either channeled Jesus or were into biblical archaeology, and they wove a different story than the the Jesus story that we know from the Bible, and revealed that he had possibly gone to India, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, as a child, there's all this space between the age 12 where he's presented the temple and he teaches with, you know, great wisdom. And then he disappears until he's 30 or something. So I found out by channeling uh, Mary Magdalene that he actually did uh, go on the silk trail and went to study with Indian masters. And then I came to discover that there was all kinds of relevant information in India with Jesus having studied there and there were records of him being anywhere in southern India all the way up through, you know, the, the continent there and through um, Tibet. And there are records of him surviving uh, supposed um, books that he wrote in Tibet as well. So, so um, let, me, let me ask you this, Marcy, before we get further. How do we know that the past life regression or the mediumship is correct and not the Bible? Oh well, I'm not saying that the Bible isn't isn't correct. It's just got missing parts. That's all. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I'm not uh, discrediting religion or any belief uh, system per se, mm-hmm. but I would say that um, it was deliberately edited in 350 A.D. when Constantine the Great, the first uh, Roman ruler, adopted Christianity, and then. They threw out all of Mary Magdalene's Gospels and the other disciples that followed her because women weren't allowed to have a voice. But getting back to the past life regression, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know um, that I have used past life regression, and I was told by many psychics when I appeared on other programs and when they appeared on my program that I had walked with the Master in a past life, and I had spirit circles at my house as a medium and other people identified me and I so I thought well maybe I get a get a past life regression and find out because for a while I was just in denial and I really didn't want to come public with this part of the book but it, it it's woven into the book because apparently after going through a past life regression I saw Jesus standing to my left and I remembered um, the Mount of the Beatitudes and that was very closely identified also with the feeding of the 5,000. And then I later traveled to Israel and on a spiritual journey for just for healing because I had been through uh, stage four cancer. And this is since the last time I've talked to you, Rob. And I, um, I was only on a healing journey. And I, I wanted to experience this because I had been through the past life and 
many of the things that were described in the Bible were re-experienced by myself in the past life. But when I set foot in the, the, um, the garden tomb, which is located outside the Damascus Gate in ancient Jerusalem, outside the gates of Jerusalem, the walls, um, it was right along the Via de Rosa, which was the crucifixion route. Right. It led to the Garden of Gethsemane. And then I walked in and I recognized where Jesus had lain. And that was like the whole place was full of orbs. It was full of this joyful energy and it was well tended and it was a non-denominational Protestant tomb. But the more telling evidence uh, points to that was the tomb because I recognized it and I described to my brother who I was traveling with at the time how the body would have lain. He asked me and I explained it. And then the Protestant guide came in two minutes later and explained it the same way. So I had a lot of confirmations, you know. But that's a good question. How do you trust past life regression? Yeah. And what I do, because I'm both a scholar and I have taught art history all my life, and I am also a, a gifted medium. So I corroborated the, you know, I cross-referenced everything. I checked it out with factual reference. And from psychic intuition too. And um, actually you don't have to be psychic to undergo past life regression. And the doctrine of reincarnation was a very well-held belief. And uh, you know, in the Middle East at the time when Jesus was teaching, everyone believed in it. It was only in the modern day that it was eliminated quite deliberately um, through the teachings of the church so that they could baptize more people and get more rich people on their deathbeds to be forgiven, like, forgiven of their sins, and then they could build a bigger and bigger church. You know, so that was the idea, really. But but you know, there are those who can say the same thing about the psychic community, that what they're doing is they're trying to take believers away from the church so that they can fill their coffers too. Oh no. I haven't made any money. No, on no, this I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you. But there are psychics out there who have a deliberate goal of ripping people off. Oh well, I, you know, truthfully, I haven't met that many of them. Uh, I've featured a lot of psychics on my work, and most mm -hmm. of them were like me, uh, very due diligent, very gifted, and not frauds. And I had wondered about that myself, but. Um, you know, being one, I could attest to the authenticity and the integrity of most psychics. There are only a few that I've met, and maybe in the 1%, which would fit that, um, you know, deleterious Criteria. category. I, I believe that most mm -hmm. are working with their gifts. It's just when they start to go with their money and they get real worldwide recognition and fame that they sometimes become prey to the money and then doing the cruises and so on and giving false readings. So there are those out there. But I have not personally experienced them or invited them on my show. And I can tune in to a person to tell if they're really and truly gifted psychically or not. And I've seen a few on TV. I'm thinking of one in particular, but I would never slander anyone. So, yeah. Good well, question, well tell, telling, the truth, telling the truth isn't slandering someone. It's just exposing them. Well... I'm just not going to give out any names, but I, I, you know, I do feel that most mm -hmm. are of the highest integrity, and you can lose your psychic gift if you don't use it for the highest and the best good for all. So, you know, I've always been of integrity and of the light, 
and yeah. I stand by my truth. All right, Marcy, we've got to, Marcia, we've got to take our first break. Please stand by. Exonation Marcia McMahon is our special guest. www.marymagdalensmessage.com, and we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exon continues from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Back, Marcia McMahon is our special guest. Her website is marymagdalensmessage.com. Marcia, when did you first realize that you were actually channeling Mary Magdalene? Well, it's an interesting story. I was beginning to host The Peaceful Planet on Mm -hmm. my former radio program on uh, BBS Network Radio in America out of Paradise, California. They're no longer there needless to say, and I wasn't in California. I live in Illinois, in corn and bean country, but they were a kind of new age station. And um, I always had a very keen interest in Jesus. And uh, so I had a show called The Peaceful Planet, which was, that name was given to me by John Lennon. And then I decided I would work on the first Jesus series. And um, I brought a lady on and she was going to be my special guest, and I had done a reading for her and identified her as one of the Marys at the Cross. And then she called me a few hours before the show and said, Oh, Marsha, Mother Mary's got a hold of your, your arm and Mary Magdalene, and they're just dying to talk to you. So I took down the message, and that was the first message that I got. And it confirmed that 
um, Mary Magdalene was actually Mary of Bethany. So there's some, you know, people that believe they're separate beings, but I found out that indeed she was who she was, she was claiming to be. And um, a lot of the um, events of Jesus's life focused on Bethany, and that is well recorded in the Bible. So it does make a lot of sense. But um, I looked at the messages, and the key point that came out through the both of the Marys is that history is told by the winners. And apparently, Mary Magdalene and the women female disciples all had written Gospels, and all were, you know, completely disregarded, like because they were women at the time. The church fathers in 350 AD were Romans, and they didn't really know anything about the real Jesus. So this gives more insight through the channeling and the corroborative uh, Gospels of the Gnostics, um, which were only recently discovered. And I always had an interest in Qumran, the Essenes, and um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and then the Nag Hammadi, which are the scriptures that relate to Mary Magdalene and uh, the other Gnostics. Now, Gnosticism evolved into a so-called heretical sect, but originally they were just written gospels, and every gospel was considered truth at the time of 350 AD. But because she was a woman writing, it was like, oh, you know, they, they didn't want that. So um, after visiting uh, Israel, I stepped into the home of Martha and Mary, and I recognized it. So I had another revelation while I was there. So I know that um, I had been a female disciple in that life, and it was corroborated through, you know, a lot of other extant biblical texts. I would consider them biblical, um, but they're not officially in the canon. And then, of course, um, you know, my past life regression experiences corresponded to um, these archaeological sites in Israel. So, um, you know, her, her channeling has, um, has proved out because if you study the Gospel of Mary, which is posted online, you can read fragments of her Gospel, and she describes the resurrection and how she was the main teacher of all the disciples at that time until Peter uh, stepped in and debated her. So she gave me all this information and channeling, but I also um, studied quite a bit of the old uh, text and so on, and the extant text and the apocryphal, apocryphal text, etc. So, it, you know, I didn't, you know, copy anything. I originated with my channeling, and then I verified it. That's usually how I, I work. I get the information first from spirit, and then I go and I check it out, and it checks out. You know, scholarly-wise, that's it's believed that Mary Magdalene was Mary of Bethany. And I did find out that they were married and had a child. So the Da Vinci Code was quite correct. <laughs> so how do you, you know, no disrespect here, Mint, uh, Marcia, but how do you know you're really channeling uh, Mary Magdalene? How do you really know you're channeling John Lennon? How do you know that you're really channeling Princess Diana? Oh, well, I've worked with Diana for 20 years, mm -hmm. and I've had other mediums that I co-wrote with and came to me anonymously through the Internet, connected with me, and said, hello, uh, Diana sent you a message, and they sent the message to me, and it was like a description of what I was doing that day and Diana's words. So um, I worked a lot with this famous medium from Canada. I don't know if you've met him. 
but his name is Bob Murray, and he's from the Ontario region. He's in spirit now, and his son James is also a very gifted medium. But Bob and I connected through email one day, and he would send me John's messages, and then John and I would correspond back and forth, you know, you know, just John and I. And then I sent Bob Murray um, some of my John material, and he sent me a cryptic message, and he said, well, John has something that he wants to share with you. And so I thought, well, it's probably got to do with music because he got me onto this music pro uh, program. And he, um, he and George both wrote music uh, through Bob Murray. He channeled it in through Band in a Box. And then I picked up the lyrics. Somehow I would just listen to the music. And so that's another long story. But all of these um, messages have been independently corroborated by other famous mediums around the world. So I'm quite positive. Oh, uh, right. They've been cooper uh, you know, corroborated by mediums around the world. But what about historians, people that knew John? Has there been an outside verification of this information besides the medium community? Um other facts and other expressions that I've watched um, corroborated that these messages were genuine. I know I channel him, and um, it's it's just been mm -hmm. you know, so many mediums that I've met up with on my uh, show that also channel John that know that I, I do this. So mostly mediums. I don't approach people in the public eye like his former family or anything like that because I know that some of them are some somewhat opposed to channelers. So I had to be careful around him. And same thing goes with Princess Diana, though I know that um, there, were, um, there was a connection to a guy in England um, who um, was connected to Andrew Morton, and Andrew Morton corroborated some of this work that was going on. So, you know, there are you know, inadvertent connections and corroborations from various people. But I don't go out there with a bullhorn mm -hmm. saying, oh, I'm channeling John Lennon. No, I'm channeling Princess Diana. It's it's more about the message, you know, really. And if, if you've read the books, um, they're full of messages of peace in the, in, on the part of Princess Diana and John Lennon that still their, their calling card is they're both peacemakers and they were both wonderful light workers and then of course Mary Magdalene uh, what I've gotten from her is corroborated historically through the Gnostic Gospels but it's, it's not like word for word right. of course but um, Mary wrote those Gospels they were translated umpteen times I don't know how many times by the Desert Fathers in Egypt called the Coptic Gospels and her Gospels are on record as being Mary of Bethany. So I have looked into the factual matters uh, of these things, too. And I've had strange coincidences, too, with, with all of my guides. They're all my guides now. Since I've done so much work for them, they're, they're helping me. They've helped me through my cancer journey. I'm completely healed and recovered. So I, I have no doubt in my mind. Now, I'm, you know, I, I don't blame you for asking the question. I appreciate critical thinking because I was in academia for all these years of 35 years of art and art history teaching. So I understand where you're coming from. Then I hope you won't mind my next question, which is why you? Why would John Lennon, why would Mary Magdalene, 
Why would Princess Diana choose you to communicate through? Well, simply because um, we belong to a soul group. And I met John Lennon by channeling Diana. And I was framing uh, a picture of Diana one day. And um, John Lennon came in, and I had written my first book. And he said, well, um, uh, I know that you're going to get a publisher, so just don't give it up. Mm -hmm. I'm over here in spirit, and we don't get to make music anymore because there are no producers. So then he just gave me a brief message, and then I got connected to him and later came to find out through all these past life regressions and readings that I've done with people that um, we belong to a soul group known as the Azines. Have you heard of the Azines? I have, but you and I have to take our next break for the news. So please stand by. Exo Nation, Marcy McCann is our special. McMahon. Mc... McMahon. McMahon, yeah, like Ed McMahon. There you go. Uh, is our special guest, and her website is marymagdalensmessage.com, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Are you a skeptic or are you a believer? Send me your messages. Love to hear from you. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our center in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And we're coming to you on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and of course, the Exxon Broadcast Network. Now, for all the information about the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, you can visit their website at www.simultv.com. Marcia McCann is our special guest, and she's the author of Mary Magdalene Speaks. And her website is www.marymagdalensmessage.com. Marcia, what is Mary Magdalene's message that she wants the world to know about? Well, I'll, I'll summarize it for you, and okay. then I can read some excerpts from her messages. I still channel her and mm -hmm. I do free um, monthly circles uh, in on the Facebook group called the Circle of the Rose. But um, she presents a new and unique take on the lives of the females, disciples, and the importance of Mary Magdalene herself in the divine plan for humankind because Mary Magdalene was married to Jesus and they were to prevent, to present a balanced view of spirituality that she represented 
the divine feminine, which is grounding on the planet now. And there's all kinds of signs that it's it's grounding on the planet. She's given me beautiful messages through seeing crop circles with symbols of the Marys in them. But um, <laughs> while Mother Mary was widely recognized, she was made into, you know, kind of a, an inaccessible person. And Mary Magdalene was denigrated to a harlot. And she's speaking because she was not a harlot. And in my book, I'm, I'm cleaning the, the image up for her. And I'm doing it to honor her because I know that that was not the case. And the church kind of denigrated her memory because they that was a boys club back then in 350 AD. And certain parts of the Roman Catholic Church still, have, you know, they've removed the um, the part about the harlot. But, you know, they, they still wanted to denigrate women. And Mary... And Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene both say that the significance of the divine feminine is that it needs to take an equal place to the divine masculine, which was Jesus. And he was the embodiment of pure love. And Mary was also his equal. And he regarded her as his equal and wanted her to be the teacher of the inner way mastery, which is the use of mediumship, intuition, healing, and other kinds of more refined feminine arts. So that is what I'm working with, and that is what they've told me. So it's it's more to create a balance among the male energies, which are they feel are still too strong, too warlike, and too patriarchal, especially like in areas of the Middle East, where it's very strongly monotheistic and repressive of women. And so... Actually, they kind of have a feminist um, slant to their messages. All right, all these all these messages. You know, uh, I could write a book and say, "Well, I channel Gandhi or whoever." And if I'm striking a chord with what some people think, whether I'm really channeling this person or not, if I'm just making this this book sound good with nothing but fiction. How do we how do we how do we separate the the fact from the fiction when it comes to mediumship? Well, I'd like to share a message that was uh, channeled by Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, if I may. Sure. It's it's on the crop circle in Dorset, England, uh, uh, which was um, appeared in 2017. Would that be all right? Sure, go to ahead. Sample yeah. some messages. Sure. So I think you'll get the flavor. Um, so this is both of the Marys speaking as a collective. And if you are interested in crop circles, which I think you might be because you do cover UFO sightings and things like that, are, am I correct in that? Uh, I, I cover it, but I don't believe in that. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, uh, the Marys say, I have stepped forth today to recognize the sacred feminine enveloped in the Vesica Pisces image located near Wiltshire, England in May of 2017. That is my symbol, my image embedded in the sacred geometry. As you look, you will notice there is a pregnant woman encased in a pod shape with rays of light radiating out in each direction. It's also encased inside the Vesica Pisces, which is the symbol of the fish, which symbolized um, Jesus at the time. And that is the name 
for one of the Gospels, the, the Gnostic Gospels, Vesica Pisces. You will also observe two very perfect orbs coming together, and those stand for the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine about to emerge in the solstice celebration as well as the eclipse. Observe the light at the center of the forehead of the figure, which appears in the crop circle. It serves as a reminder of my illumination and observe the holy child within the womb, the center of the birth of the Christ and the Christ consciousness. It is no accident that this crop circle came in 2017 with a further grounding of the energies of the sacred feminine. It symbolizes both Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene as holders as the sacred flame as where we once lived in Glastonbury, England, or Angelland, as it once was called. Many of you will be exploring this famous area or sacred area known as Avalon and connecting your hearts to the sacred energies that still exist in England today. And so I... Mm -hmm. I, that's not the conclusion, but I have other very beautiful messages. So you, you kind of get a feel for. Um, oh, the messages are beautiful. There's no two ways about it. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that's where I, as, an, as a medium, as a working intuitive, it's the feeling of love that is conveyed, the feeling of importance, the message within a message, the symbolism, etc., that um, will tell you whether it's it's true. And if it's beautiful, like Einstein said, it's likely true. So a lot of a lot of the um, message the, the messages that I have, mm -hmm. I you know, I've worked with them for years and years, over 15 years now. And it's been independently corroborated by other mediums that also channel. Uh, okay, that. now once once again, you're you're using other mediums as as a way to verify. You you know you talk about the boys' club in the church. Well, it's starting to sound like there's a a, a club within the mediums that support each other. No, actually, uh, the mediums don't actually support each other. You may meet them as a friend or meet them on your, your radio program, but we don't have any societies for Mary Magdalene mediumship circles or anything like that. As far as I know, um, I'm a rare bird as far as channeling Mary Magdalene and all the others that I channel. And I've devoted a, a good deal of my um, uh, uh, life and work um, to uh, bringing forth more truth through the guides. And so, um, you know, there are other um, ways of verifying messages, but the, the primary way that I'm trying to explain is that you know it by your intuition and you know it when it rings true, crystal, crystal clear, clear as a bell kind of thing. And I think that they have a certain ring and I'm not trying to justify it with other people. Sure. That is just my way of knowing that I am not making this up. So that's what I'm saying to you, because obviously you possess that left brain that always wants to, you know, get into the critical thinking. But I, I discovered a lot of other interesting things mm -hmm. in the book about the tomb of Jesus. And there are more than one tomb of Jesus in Jerusalem. And there are more than one tomb of Jesus in the world. I had a very interesting guy 
by the name of Ed Martin on my show. Okay, hold and, on here. Does that mean Jesus died more than once? No. Well, then why are all these different tombs there? Well, um, there's there's a lot of interesting um, material relating uh, to the resurrection from Joseph of Arimathea. Mm -hmm. And he also gives an entire chapter describing all the old ancient Grail artifacts, most of which have disappeared from the earth plane. But I make an astral trip to the other side with Bob Murray, uh -huh. and Joseph explains a lot about um, the Grail artifacts, the Black Madonna, and the secrets that uh, I, I reveal are um, hidden knowledge because the Catholic Church has been hiding them for quite some time. So these artifacts actually come to life like you know, you've seen the uh, uh, night muse museum at night or night in the museum yeah. or something like that. So it's very similar to that. But I experienced these by just touching them on the other side. While Joseph of Arimathea held an exhibit of his artifacts on the other side in heaven at Bob Murray Studio. All right, so stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. And Exonation, I will be back with our guest this hour, Marcia McMahon as we continue talking about her book entitled Mary Magdalene Speaks. If you'd like more information about Marcia, visit her website at www.marcia, I'm sorry, marymagdalensmessage.com. That's marymagdalensmessage.com. And uh, we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back. That is done by my good friend in Hamilton, Ontario, that I've had the pleasure of working with uh, when I was doing uh, Creepy Canada. Mike McCurley uh, from MJM Studios in Hamilton, and that's his band, and, uh, and they're called Band from Heaven. All right. And um, our guest this hour is Marcia McMahon, and she is a psychic channel medium, Reiki master, teacher, hypnotherapist, and gifted medium for the Ascended Masters, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Jesus, John Lennon, and now George Harrison. Uh, sounds like you're going to have your own Beatles group uh, pretty soon when Ringo and Paul pass over. Um, well, I'm not channeling um, uh, George and John that much anymore. I did it a lot while I was on radio, and I wrote the book, uh, notes from John, and if you'd like me to review that, sounds like you're very interested in their work. They call themselves the half beats, <laughs> the half beats. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
do you think I'm that creative that I could make this up? I can't. Yeah, make you know this what? Up. I think you can because your 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 background is in. You know, you've got a lot of artistic um, background, and but, this is something a person with artsy background and tendencies would be able to do. Yeah, so I could I could credit you with that. I I can't credit with with any of this because it came through me, and Bob Murray got it first, and then. We both got contact from John Lennon at the same time. But uh, they do call themselves the Halfbeats, huh. and they do create music on the other side. And they put it on for an orphanage because there's a lot of kids that, that go over to Spirit way too soon. But but so, before you said that John Lennon told you there is no music in heaven because there are no producers. Well, at that time, before George had passed, see, I've been connected to John for a long time. And he said, at, you know, at that time, he he was doing music, but he had no way to really get it out. Well, they really can't record and produce over there, but they do put on concerts for the children. Mm -hmm. But then after George crossed, this was very early on when I was still, you know, early in my channeling with Diana, that John came to me, and then um, George crossed, and then they formed the Half Beats after a number of years, I guess, after they reunited, you know. So that's how it that's how it occurred. But um, Bob Murray was the first uh, to record their music. And then he says that it's inspired because of Beatle copywriting and all that. But um, I know it, that it is them. And Bob Murray and I did not really work together. He lent me the music. He sent it to me as a gift. I listened to it. And then I began to get the lyrics. But anyway, I, I wanted mm. to get back to the Jesus, um, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary. Um, well, so I, I've, I've, got one, I've got a question for you because you were talking about John Lennon. Did John ever tell you uh, about uh, the reason behind Paul writing Let It Be? Actually, he didn't talk about that in my book. He has a wide variety of subjects, and he does mention both Paul and Ringo in my mm -hmm. book. But we're not really reviewing that book tonight. I'd be glad to come back on. Why? What, what was the reason for that? Well, the reason has no, uh, the the reason why Paul McCartney wrote "Let It Be" had nothing to do with uh, Mother Mary, or uh, as we know Mother Mary. His mother's name was Mary. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yes, you see, and and what happened was Paul was bothered uh, one night, and he was, you know, he was tossing, he was turning, and he fell into a sleep, and he had a dream of his mother talking to him, and he was explaining to his mother in his dream. Um, the, the problems he was facing and her words to him were, Paul, just let it be. And oh, when he woke so, up, when he woke up, he wrote the song, Let It Be. So I knew that it was about his mother. And when I was growing up, mm -hmm. I grew up on Beatles and loved it. I was a child of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And I always associated with Mother Mary, mm -hmm. the Saint Mother Mary, but didn't know the story until yeah. recently. But thank you re for refreshing my memory on that one. But when John signs off on his messages, he always says, imagine peace, imagine love. And that's the first thing I got from him. Right. And I, you know, I liked John, but I wasn't a big fan. So I started looking him up online. And sure enough, he always signed off, imagine peace, imagine love. So, I mean, that was something that I didn't precisely know. So Okay, I, let, let's get back to Mary Magdalene. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> so, um Basically, um, I had a guest on my program who said that um, he had traveled to Afghanistan, this Ed Martin, 
and he had um, uh, been drinking a beer called Murray Beer at the PO. He was a, a Peace Corps volunteer. And then he said it was called Murray Beer, oddly. And he said, why is it called Murray Beer? And he said, oh, that is Mother Mary's sire. Her tomb is around the corner, and so is the tomb of Jesus. So there's a tomb in Afghanistan called um, the Tomb of Isa, healer of the lepers and son of God. And there's a body buried there with crucifixion marks, and it's it's it translated the same word as Jesus. So there are all kinds of pieces of evidence of Jesus being in India and how he got there after the crucifixion, after the resurrection or the revival. That is something I cover in a great deal of detail in the book. I personally do not remember him other than, you know, him being able to disappear and reappear in his spirit body. But other people that I have regressed have remembered him being healed by the women healers and that Joseph was in on this plan. So I've interviewed um, other people that were channelers and past life researchers like myself who gave me this knowledge. And then the following week, I met Ed Martin, who claimed to know all about this tomb in India. And they claim also that he went to India after, the, after he was either revived or resurrected. So I bring it forth in the book, and um, Joseph, I asked Joseph personally how it was accomplished, and then he tunes into all the grail relics and everything, and it's pretty fantastic because um, there are about nine or ten relics that he describes, and of course the Holy Grail was said to have dropped into the well at Glastonbury, and I could read a little bit about, you know, um, the Glastonbury Chalice Well, as an ending, if you would like me to sure. read, we've it. got we've got about uh, Craig, three minutes. Okay, let me find the segment on the Glastonbury. Well, okay, I'm almost there. <laughs> okay. Mary Magdalene's message at the Chalice Well. Now, this is said to where to be where Mary Magdalene and all of the female disciples traveled from to escape. Palestine and Joseph had the boat. So he was, he owned all the tin mines in the world, especially in England. He owned land in England. And the early disciples are said to have um, migrated there to escape death because the Romans wanted them all. So it's, it, legend has it that the Holy Grail dropped into the well. So this is Mary Magdalene speaking on the true Grail here. And it's a beautiful message. So just relax and try to, you know, receive right. her vibrations. And Craig, I'm saying that to the audience, too. Craig just told me we have one minute. Okay, I'll do my best. Mary Magdalene, it is my pleasure to come forth and speak to the world in the sacred place in Glastonbury, the sacred shrine of the Holy Wells here at the Chalice Well. There is not only one Chalice Well, but many wells. And the Chalice of the Holy Grail is also here, but only in spirit. For those that want the artifact, they will never find it. For artifacts decay over time, as the righteous one Jesus told us all. The well is the secret place of the Holy Grail indeed. And among you today, you have many of the original disciples gathered here. What a joyous energy and union. Gathered around this well in memory of me, we have Joshua, 
and it is a, indeed a great day in the sun. The sunshine is now pouring forth a magical glistening light, a rainbow, and out of the mists of Avalon on the other side of the tour, a holy chamber is being birthed. My dear friends everywhere, this birthing chamber of the Grail Child is the birth of the Divine Feminine. All the secrets that the Church has held and withheld for centuries will be known in this book and another book that will be explaining the real meaning of the Holy Grail. For the real meaning of the Holy Grail is that the Grail is not a person, nor the blood of Joshua, nor even my child, whom I named Sarah, and carried her through Egypt and then to France and finally to England, to this sacred spot. The Holy Grail is not an artifact. The Grail is the divine feminine, which is being birthed from these wells. All right, Marcia, I'm sorry, but we've run out of time. Uh, Exonation, if you would like to find out more about Marcia, if you'd like to get a copy of her book that is entitled Mary Magdalene Speaks, visit her website at www.marymagdalensmessage.com. Marcia, thank you so much for joining us. Continued success, and um, please say hi to everybody for me who's on the other side. Oh, I definitely will, and I'm available to talk more about John Lennon in another upcoming show if you would like. All right, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario. Wow. Just imagine that, having conversations with Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, John Lennon, George Harrison. My goodness. I wonder if they play euchre. I'll be back. Don't go away. Thank you. 